Today's episode is going to be building off of the concept of our presence automatically liberating others. We've spoken many times about the process to purpose, and in reality, it is easier said than done. There can be a lot of excuses on why not to get started, a lot of thoughts, maybe doubts or insecurities on on why I'm not good enough to fulfill my purpose. But really today, our, our, our thought process is going to be around getting out of your own way, identifying the excuses that we tell ourselves not to live a life on purpose, but then realize the longer that I wait, the longer someone is waiting for a blessing that I may give them or a thought that can change their life, or a conversation that could make them better in the interactions that I have with people. So today, we are going to be speaking about getting out of your own way and making sure that you pass on whatever you have to somebody who may need it most. Let's get into it. Family, you know I am so excited to be back. You may be thinking, Nate, what is this? Two episodes in one month. What's going on? I, I'm working on it, right? This uh, this year, my goal is to come out with more consistent content. I have some pri- some surprises in the work that I'm very excited about. So please stay tuned. Uh, before we get started again, I want to say thank you to everyone who is supporting who is listening, who is encouraging me throughout this process. I never thought that I would have monthly subscribers or people that would help out in a, in a monetary sense. So that truly means the world to me. Uh, again, you know, I ask if this is something that adds value to your life, if you could uh, leave a five-star review, subscribe, uh, comment, write to me on Instagram. Um, but most importantly, what we would ask for you to do is to share this with somebody who may need it most. That, that That's it. Um, how can we take what we're doing here at it, if nothing else, and allow it to move in people's life to where hopefully they're guided towards their purpose? If we're doing that, uh, it's a job well done here at, at this podcast. So once again, thank you. I wouldn't be able to do this without you. Um, as you heard, we are going to begin to look at some certain elements that may not allow us to live the best versions of our lives, or more importantly, and more specifically, live a life on purpose. Now, we spoke briefly about a very impactful poem in my life called Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson. And in that, we talked more about the importance of understanding that in leadership or in any area of life, that our presence, the ability to live out our purpose, to understand that we can impact other people that liberates the person next to you. That liberates the individual in your family or your coworker. So by me living out my purpose, there's an overflow that takes, that takes place. You may have heard me say before, a leader should consistently fill themselves up so that they're living in the overflow. The more that I'm reading, the more that I'm developing myself, the more likely I'm going to be able to overflow that knowledge into somebody else. It's very hard to, um, to be somebody that fills somebody up if my well is dry, right? So how can you, here's, here's another challenging point, how can you fill yourself up on a daily basis? Now, we spoke about this before. There are moments where we do run on empty, and that's 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 natural. That happens. But how can we limit those times so that we don't end up burning out, which can cause more problems in the future? So our presence automatically liberating others was uh, a quote from that poem that that truly resonated with me. But there was even one more that 
that challenged me. And, and I want to talk about that. She says, there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking. Ironically, this was my favorite part of the poem because it challenged me. Now, let's talk about challenging for a second. There are moments in our life where we can become challenged. And and that could be mind, body, and spirit. And the real question where the rubber meets the road is, what are we going to do with that? Are we going to lean into that challenge and hopefully provide an opportunity where we can grow? Or are we going to run away? Now, I wish I can sit here and tell you that every single time there was an uncomfortable situation that I embraced that. I'd be lying if I told you. There were countless countless times, more times that I could even think about where I shied away from uncomfortable situations. Not only shying away from uncomfortable situations, but running away from my calling. You know, when I decided to start this podcast, I knew that this was something that would be part of my purpose, my ability to help individuals find why they're, why they're here on this world, right? That, that was the goal. That was my intent. And while the intent was something that drove me, I was scared to death. And in those moments where I was completely scared, it took me almost two years to get started. So let's talk about that. It wasn't because I didn't have a vision or a thought process or a mission that, that really drove me. It wasn't because of that. It wasn't because I didn't have the equipment. It wasn't because I didn't have a good support system. It was me. It, it was literally me overthinking things. And in those moments of, of just dissecting, and, and I've talked about this before, there was this analysis by paralysis where I was like, okay, I got to get this piece of equipment. I have to get this microphone. Once I get this microphone, I'm a, and after it just became excuse after, after excuse. And, and I realized the longer that I wait, the longer it's going to take me to get these messages out there, the longer it's going to take for it to bless somebody else. And that's in anything. That's just not in my story. That's, that's your life as well. Here's what happens is one of the first lies that we tell ourselves is that we're not ready. That, that we, um, we need more experience. We need more resources. We need more people on our team. And I, will, I want to tell you something. If there's nothing that you write here today, if nothing else, I want you to get this. Ready? You will never be fully ready. Just going to pause for a second. I'll say it again. You will never be fully ready. When I think about my life and I think about the major either accomplishments, the promotions, marriage, having my, having my daughter, education, stepping into a PhD program, I wasn't ready for any of those things. But guess what? In that uncomfortable moment, in those moments where I was even unprepared and unqualified, I was still able to be used. One of the biggest lies that we could ever tell ourselves is that we have to have everything figured out in order for us to be used. 
And I'm here to tell you that will never happen. In my life, I have been used the most when I was broken, when I was vulnerable, when I was going through my toughest moments. And I believe, I believe that it happened that way because I was able to relate to people on a different level. You are going to be able to be more of an impact when you are in a vulnerable state. And not to say that you always have to be broken to be used. I'm not saying that. But there's something in you that, that always has to remember the struggle that you've, that you've gone through, right? Something in you always has to, to have this authentic nature so that you could let people see you bleed. Let people know that you're human. And the best way to, to do that is just to let people know, I am not always ready. I, I've, um, I've just actually identified a mentor within my organization who has just been someone from afar that I've admired. A, an individual that, you know, he, uh, he's a minority like myself. He, he is somebody that I've, I, I've looked up to and I've seen just the way that he leads, the way that he speaks. And long story short, I asked if I can, you know, uh, meet with him on a quarterly basis and ask him questions and have kind of a, a formal type of mentorship. And he's had a pretty big promotion uh, in the last couple of months. And I asked him, I said, what, what's been your, your biggest reflection moment as you've gone through, you know, this next step that hopefully gets you to your dream job, what you've been striving for all your life? And he looked at me, a person that I admire, a person that I think has everything together. And he said, Nate, I realize that I will never be ready. I said, well, I don't understand. What, what do you mean? He said, I stepped into this role, and while I was excited, while I believe it is what God has for me, I'm not completely ready for it, and that's okay. And at that moment, it was like all these bricks fell off my back. There was just a burden that was relieved to know that even the people that I look up to are still trying to figure it out. Here's the thing. It's okay to say, I don't know. It is. Some of us, we, we fear that. It makes us uncomfortable and it makes for awkward situations because, you know, I've seen it all the time as a facilitator, as a, as a teacher. People who who are uncomfortable with the I don't knows, they try to find and make up answers, right? The fake it till you make it. And you just know, you don't know. Just, just say you don't know. But in our life, we have to be comfortable enough, confident in ourselves enough to say, you know what? I don't know. But. I'll get the answer. I'm not sure now, but I'm going to make it my goal to continue to to look for solutions. Are you that type of person? Even in this moment where you don't know, can you be comfortable enough within the uncertainty to say it won't last forever? I'll eventually find the answer. I think that's that's such a, a beautiful attribute characteristic to have as a leader. And when people see that, they see authenticity, they see a genuine nature, and they're going to want to follow you. When I think about excuses, and I think about an individual who had one of the biggest purposes in history, uh, it takes me back to scripture and it takes me back to Moses. Now, for, for all of you who took vacation Bible school or if you have Netflix and you've seen the prince of Egypt, you know, you know, the story, let my people go, 
you know, Moses was uh, the one that was put into the basket and sent down the river, all, all of that good stuff. I'm not trying to get too too deep into the, the theological components, but let me just paint the picture. Moses was adopted by this family. Basically, what was happening was at that moment in time, they were killing the the the, the Hebrew babies. So in an attempt to save his life, his mother um, put him down a, a river and he was found by uh, these individuals um, who were who were Egyptian. Long story short, he began to rise in power uh, within the culture of, of Egyptians. He was, he was adopted by them, right? And over time, over hundreds of years, the, the Hebrews, the Israelites, were, were being enslaved. They were prisoners. And after some time, God told Moses, your purpose is to free your people. Now talk about a, a huge, a huge calling, right? That's what you are going to do. You are going to be the individual that sets these people free. Now watch this. In our society, when we think of a promotion, when we think of a big mission, oh, we we get excited, but we don't realize the pain that comes with it. We don't realize the responsibility that comes with a higher calling, a higher purpose. And Moses. In this conversation that he's having with God, he starts to give him excuses on why he's not ready. The first thing he tells God is that, listen, I'm, I'm not qualified. Who am I that I would go in front of Pharaoh and bring the Israel, the Israelites back? Who, who am I to do that, God? And he starts to think about his past failures, what he did to the point where he he killed an Egyptian and had to run away. He started to think that, you know, I'm too old. I don't think I can uh, take on this type of responsibility. What happens if uh, my past catches up to me and these people reject me? These are all things that we deal with today. You don't necessarily have to be a follower of Christ, a Christian to take out these concepts. It's important to understand that in our life, our mind can be our biggest enemy. And before we even step into our purpose, we can tell ourselves a thousand no's before we get to the yes. So the first thing that Moses says is, listen, I'm unqualified. And then he tells, he tells God, not only am I unqualified, but I don't even have the education. What if they were to ask me these, these theological questions that I can't answer? God says, then at this point in time, don't worry, tell them I am who I am. What I love about this, this back and forth with God is that Moses is giving God an excuse. God immediately, immediately gives him an answer, gives him a resource, gives him an out. But in our human nature, we go way back and we, we try to find more excuses. There's been so many times in my life where it was time for me to step into my purpose. It was time for me to accept my mission, my assignment but I kept on waiting. I kept on providing another excuse. And, it, and, and I remember at one point in time, I, I started asking myself, what other excuse am I going to come up with before I get started? What, what else am I going to make as an obstacle or a barrier? One of the things that I love about this story, about how we can put ourselves in this situation and realize we're, we're much like Moses is that he not only worried about his, him being unqualified or 
him not having the education, but in, in reality, he never thought it was going to work, right? And not only that, but he believed that it wasn't his gift. He told, he told God basically, Lord, you know I'm not a speaker. You, you know I can't go out and, and be eloquent or, 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 or speak in a way that would bring people together. He literally says in scriptures, I am slow of speech and tongue. Now, that could have meant a couple different things. He could have had a speech impediment. He could have been rusty in the language. Or, or maybe he just didn't like speaking in public. But, it, but here's what gets me. This is what I love. This is why this story is so amazing. God says to him, okay, that's your excuse you can't speak? Well, this is what I'm going to do. You have a brother. And I'm going to send your brother, who is a good speaker, to meet you there. So, so there's, there's not going to be any excuse. You guys will work together. I don't know about you. That, that, that excites me because that took the pressure off of Moses. You don't have to have everything figured out because there's going to be people around you that are going to be the strength when you're weak, who are going to complement you in, in many different ways. Now, don't get me wrong. You will have moments in, in your purpose where you will be working by yourself. It may seem like you're alone. But there will always be people that you can you can come alongside and it may take intentionality. You may have to find those individuals, but you don't have to figure this out by yourself. It may not be your gift, but you may have somebody that comes on your team and that's their gift. You may you may not be the most organized individual, but you want to run a business. You want you have this dream. You may have to hire somebody who who is an amazing financial planner. And who can be a project manager for me, for you. And you have the strategic vision and the forward thinking and they handle the administrative work. Just because you don't have the experience yet doesn't mean you, do, you don't step out and get started. And, and I, I look at Aaron and I tell myself, man, I, I want to be more like Aaron than I am Moses. Where God may tell me, hey, I need you to, to go ahead to say yes, and your job is to help facilitate somebody else in their purpose. Think about that. Think about how unselfish that is. You know, it makes me think of the Olympic Games. And you know how in the Olympic Games they have the relay race. What's so beautiful about the relay race is that there is a baton that that must be passed. And in that baton, in order for the next person to continue to go and finish the race, the, the, the baton must be passed on. In our lives, there are moments where we are the recipients of leadership, where somebody passes the baton on to us and they've instilled purpose, they've instilled passion, they have spoken life into us. We received that baton and we move forward and we're excited. But there are also moments in our life where we have to pour into others. Where we have to be willing to let that baton go. Because if we don't, they're not going to be able to move forward. I want you to think about that for a second. The longer you hold on to that baton, the longer it will take for somebody else to step into their purpose. So, with that being said... I want to ask you, 
what excuses are you telling yourself? How are you getting in your own way? But beyond that, who needs your influence today? Who needs you to pass on that baton to someone else so hopefully they can walk into their purpose? What do you think about that for the next couple of days, for the next couple of weeks? If you have any questions, reach out to me. You know, I'd love to hear from you. I, I really hope this, this added value to your life. But more importantly, I hope that you would take what you've learned and give it to somebody else. Family, I'm praying for you. I hope all is well. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Have an amazing day.